But sometimes I get discouraged And I need your strength and cheer Jesus, let me touch you See if you are real Sometimes to me Sometimes to me you seem so far away And I wonder how to make it through the day But if I can touch, tell them, David But if I can touch the hem of your garment Your power Your power, I know you can feel Jesus, let me touch you And see if you are real When I'm down, say
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Again. 
Praise the Lord. I'm Deaconess Tansy, and I'd like to welcome you to Liberty Christian Church International, where our church motto states, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If there's anything that we can do to create a better worship experience for you, reach out to us at www.lccimd.org. We'd love to hear from you. And again, welcome.
say it one more time. No more shackles and no more chains. No more bondage. I am free. If you believe it, help me say. Hallelujah. No more chains. Hallelujah. No more bondage. I am free. Hallelujah. I am free. Hallelujah. 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 Freedom. 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 I'm free in Christ, yes I am. I'm free in Christ, yes I am. I'm free. Freedom. No more shackles and no more chains. No more punishment. I am so free. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you for freedom. How many know that the Lord is good? I mean, without a question, without a doubt, with any thoughts in your mind of to, to direct you in any other direction. How many know that the Lord is good from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sand? He is yet worthy to be praised. Come on and help me do this song. Just explaining that how good and great our God is. Come on and help me. Generation to generation, we were. 
My God is good and I'm rising in front of the gold with that other thing. He's good, y'all. He's good, y'all. He's good, he's good, he's good. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. All around the room you can say you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Lord, you are good and your mercy endureth forever. Come on and help me say it. Oh! 
Hallelujah. We magnify and we worship your name, O oh God. And because of who you are, we submit ourselves to you. We submit ourselves and our, and our will to your anointing. We apologize. We had a little technical difficulty with the microphones. But God, right now, we just thank you for this time, this opportunity, and this moment to fellowship and worship with you, oh God. God, we don't do this for form, fashion, or show, but we do it as unto the Lord. Now, God, create in me a clean heart and a clean mind and renew your right spirit in me so that your people will see all of me and none of thee. Hide me behind your cross, oh God. Open up your word and reveal it to us so that lives can be changed, that deliverance can take place, that you will get the glory, that you will get the honor, and you will get the praise. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray, the name that is above all other names, the name that is a strong tower, the name that the righteous shall run into it and be safe. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Wherever you are, give God a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. He is an awesome God. We, we know him to be our Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and we know him to be Jehovah Nisi, our banner of victory. And if you can do me a favor real quick, share this on your page. If you're not with us in worship, share this on your page real quick. It's an awesome day to be in the presence of God. And as we get today started, as we begin on this journey that we've been dealing with for the last two weeks about deliverance. And, and as you can see right now, we've, in, we've entitled this series, entitled this whole uh, process, Evict. Somebody say evicted. If you're ready and you're prepared to evict some things out of your life, let's get ready to go. And we know that God is an awesome God. So lift up your Bibles with me and make our Bible declaration this morning and repeat after me. Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for my life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer. And my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wherever you are, this is an awesome time to be in the presence of the Lord. And we have been dealing with this uh, series called Evicted. It's a deliverance series, but it's, it's really based on getting some things out of your spirit, man, getting some things out of your emotions, getting some things out of your mentality. And then we're going to deal with some things physically that we got to get rid of and evict out of our life. Our foundational scriptures come from Mark, the sixth chapter, looking at the 13th verse. If you have your Bible, grab your Bible. If you're on your cell phone, whatever it may be, it's word time here at Liberty. And I'm excited about today. Today is an awesome time and it's word time. So if you have your Bibles, let's look at Mark, the sixth chapter, look at the looking at the 13th verse. And it simply says this, and they were casting out many demons and were anointing with oil, many sick people healing them and healing them. And also jump over to Mark, the 16th chapter, looking at the 17th verse. And it says this, uh, these signs will accompany those who have believed. Somebody say believed. 
And in my name, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. Once again, it says this, these signs will accompany those who have believed. And in my name, in the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. Somebody say, I believe. I believe because what we, we all consider ourselves to be believers in Christ and we all consider ourselves to be who God has called us to be. We've come into the fold and into the body of Christ. We've become uh, heirs and a joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We have changed our mentality. We have changed our emotional mandate and our mindset. And now we have to live the life of the believer. Somebody say, I'm living, I'm living, I'm living. So this morning, I need you to go a little bit further and deal with evicting some things out of your life. Somebody say evict. See, see this process of eviction we talked about and um, dealing with what eviction means. And we're going to get into that in a second because I want to recap almost uh, uh, real quick. But even before I go that further, I do have to make some quick announcements. I just thought about this. I want to send our condolences out to Upper Room Baptist Church for the loss of their interim pastor, Reverend Dr. Arthur Stroud. That's my home church, my church that I grew up as a child in. And we send our condolences and our, and our prayers for the entire Upper Room Baptist Church family and let them know that we are there with them. Also, this is been a, tra- a, a week of transition for many families. Yesterday, one of my, my God brothers lost his grandfather. Uh, earlier this week, my godmother lost her nephew this week. And so this has been a week of transition. And I'm pretty sure that there have been transitions in many others' lives. So I just want you to know that we are here and I'm praying for you and with you. But I need to ask you this question as we jump back into this evicted series. How many people have been blessed by what God has been delivering you from over these past two weeks. The first week we dealt with emotional uh, uh, eviction, evicting some things out of your emotions, the anger, the, the resentment, the bitterness, the, the fear, and, and some other things we, we got rid of out of our spirit. And, and so there was an opportunity for you to begin new and start new and, and, and begin to dust off that old man, that old woman, that old person that you used to be. And, and it's time to serve notice that it's time for some things to get out of your life, some, some, some emotional things that got out of your life. And then we jumped in last week with dealing with your mentality and dealing with what God has called you to be. What has God said about you? Getting rid of some things that, that, that you have taken on mentally mentally in your spirit that God never called for you to take on in your life. Somebody say evict some things. And and so now I need you to deal with a little bit deeper because we're going to deal with some spiritual things that 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 you have been holding on to some spiritual things that have been get it that have grabbed hold of you and 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 I need you to really grab this right now. I need you to grab your notepads. I need you to grab your pens, your papers because every one of us are going through a spirit spiritual battle. We constantly go through spiritual warfare. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 and 10, therefore we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against principalities, against evil forces in a wickedly high places. And sometime in our life, we grab hold of these spirits and these spirits attach themselves to us and we never evict them out of our life. Somebody say evicted again. Because, ne- but, but, but what they've done is they've begun to deal with and uh, and attack your spiritual life. 
They begin to deal with and attack your spiritual man. We know the body is built in three parts, mind, body, and soul. Within the soul, we have our spirit. With the spirit, when we give it back to God, he indwells us. The Holy Spirit indwells us. But a lot of people are oppressed by spirits. A lot of people are oppressed even as you are a believer, even as you are in the body of Christ. You are oppressed by certain spirits, whether it's generational spirits, whether it's spirits that you had from traumatic situations, whether it's spirits that you've had from certain things that have gone on in your life. A lot of times these spirits oppress us. These spirits hold on to us and we're steadily trying to break free, but we don't know how to break free properly. We don't know how to deal with these things properly. We don't know how to get past this mindset and this this spiritual warfare that we're dealing with. I know our last series that we dealt with was called Battlefront, and we dealt with Ephesians 6 and 10 from the beginning to the end about putting on the full armor of God. But also in putting on that full armor of God, we got to be able to spiritually war. We have to really deal with evicting some things out because what good is it to put armor on when what you're dealing with is internal. What good is it to put the armor on and what you're dealing with is underneath of that armor? What you're dealing with is a part of who you've been. So now from dealing with your emotional state to your mentality, we got to realize that God has positioned us and set us in a place where we're, where he's truly changing our lives and setting us free. Somebody prophetically declare, I'm being set free. I'm being set free from my mind. I'm being set free from those hurtful emotions. I'm being set free from those painful experiences. I'm being set free from those things that I've gone through from day after day. I'm being set free. But the way that I'm being set free is allowing me to stay living in freedom. Because the Bible says whom the sun sets free is truly free indeed. So now the next part of that, I believe that we have to deal with is spiritual. Because we can, we, can, we can set our mind free. We can, we can set our emotions free. But when we deal with spiritual freedom, it gets hard and deal, it gets hard to deal with something, a, a warfare that we can't see in the natural. It, it's easy to fight the enemy that you can see. But the enemy that you can't see that's fighting against your spirit, whether you're awake or whether you're asleep, whether you're up or whether you're down, whether you're in good spirits or bad spirits, the spirit, the enemy of your soul, who is Satan, who is the enemy, is constantly throwing things at you to fight against your spirit. Why? Because we learned that what the enemy comes to do, what kill, steal and destroy. And the Bible said, but Christ said, I came that you might have life. He meant life in your spirit, life in your emotions, life in your mentality, life in your physical nature. He said that I came that you might have life, complete life. When he was on the cross and he died, his last words were, it is finished. What? The restoration of each one of those categories. But what we have to do as believers is grab hold of it, live our lives according to according to it, but then also we have to embrace it when we go through warfare. When we need deliverance, we got to believe that it is finished, that the battle has already been won, that the battle is already, it belongs to the Lord, that all after all we've done, all we can do is stand. 
What are we standing on? We're standing on the Word of God. We're standing on the understanding of God. We're standing on in the presence of God. So let's look at the definitions of evicted one more time. And I, I, I don't want it to be redundant, but I need you to grab hold of it and get it. If you didn't get to write it down last week, if you didn't get to uh, see or if you weren't with us last week, the word evicted means this, and this is a powerful definition. This is not my definition. This is Webster's de- definition. And it simply means this, to expel someone from a property, especially with the support of the law. Every time I read that, every time I see that, it does something to me. Because the Bible says, Jesus said what? I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. But when it comes to the law, he said, I did not come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill the law. So there are things in your life, there are things going on in your spirit, man, there are things going on in your emotional state and your mental state that you have to apply the law to, to evict it out of that place. Because it has come in, it has taken residence, and it has said to you that I'm not leaving. But somebody declare, I have the law on my side. I I, I know that the place that we're in in society right now, that we're fighting against man-made policing policies. But when you think about God as your police officer, when you think about God as your judge, jury, and executioner, when you think about God as as your advocate, your defense attorney, when you think about God as your prosecutor fighting against what the enemy has said about you, then you have to realize that you have the law fighting on your side. Oh, that that should be somewhere for somebody to praise right now, somebody to get happy right now, because now you don't have to evict things by yourself. You don't have to try to put and force people out of your life by yourself. You don't have to try to force the demons out of your mind by yourself. You don't have to try to force the demons out of your spirit by yourself. But the Bible said, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. But the Bible also said that, 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 that the spirit of God and the spirit of the enemy cannot live together. They cannot function and operate together. So this morning, I need you to say to yourself that it's time for me to be set free. It's time for me to evict some spiritual bondage out of my life. Why? Because if we're calling this a deliverance series and we're calling this the evicted series, we need to know how does evicted relate to deliverance? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question. Somebody say he given us a definition and the definition of uh, deliverance is this. I need you to see this a little bit. Deliverance is what? The action of being recused or set free. The Greek word ekbalo. It means to cast out, to drive out, to expel. And I need you to get this real quick. I believe that sounds a little bit like this. To expel something. (laughs) To expel something from a property. What are the properties that we're talking about? Your life. So if I'm expelling something, if I'm being delivered from something, if I'm driving out, that means I'm evicting something out of my life. Somebody say I'm getting I'm a, I, I got an eviction notice for some things in my life. I need you to take a moment real quick to write down on your piece of paper, put down in your phone some spiritual things that you've been warring against. Why? Because if we're dealing with spiritual things on today, I need you to get hold of this. Spiritual the, the spiritual manifestation of something in your life or the physical manifestation of something you're dealing with in the spirit, it comes out in different ways in the physical man. 
You could be dealing with hurt in the spirit, but spiritually you, you're, you're going. To, but the physical manifestation is doing something different than what the spiritual fight you're dealing with. Because now, like I said, once again, as you can see on your screens right now, if you can see right now, we dealt with emotional, mental, but emotional and the mental things that you evicted generally come from what? The spirit man. What has happened in your spirit that has caused something to attach itself to you emotionally, something to attach, uh, to attach itself to you mentally and changed your mindset. But the root cause of it is a lot of times dealing with a spiritual entity, a spiritual battle. The spirit of fear causes anger. The spirit of hurt causes emotional hurt. The spirit of, of, of lack causes your mental or your mentality to operate different. But, but, but the root cause of it is something spiritual. Why? Because we wrestle not against what? Against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, the rank and fouls of Satan. The rank and fouls of the enemy. I know I'm not jumping around and being excited yet, but I need you to grab hold of this for me because I got to get you to a place of believing these three things this morning. What are these three things? You, you, you know I'm a three-point preacher, but I told you I'm going to give you one of these each and every last week. The first thing when we dealt with emotions is that you don't have to feel like this anymore. You don't have to feel like this anymore. Somebody say, I don't have to feel like this anymore. Number two, you don't have to think like this anymore. You don't have to think like this anymore. The third one is this. You don't have to be spiritually bound like this anymore. Oh, I'm coming down somebody's street this morning because you're going to get set free and delivered. I, I, we all can partake in some spiritual deliverance if we really grab hold of this thing, if we really grab hold of who God has called us to be, if we really step out of darkness and go into God's marvelous light. You don't have to be spiritually bound by certain things in your life anymore, whether it's coming from church hurt, whether it's coming from uh, a spousal hurt, and you've grabbed hold of that thing in your spirit, whether it's come from abuse, whether it's come from lack, whatever it may be, the spirit has the first and final say about how the body operates, about how the mind operates. And if you operate in the spirit, that, that then you can do something different in the body. You can do something different in your mind. I'm jumping ahead of myself because I got scripture for you this morning and I'm excited about scripture this morning. But when we park at that last statement that you don't have to be spiritually bound like this anymore, I really need you to get what it means to be spiritual. Somebody say, what does it mean to be spiritual? Spiritual, uh, uh, the, de the definition of spirit is, is defined as this. The quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. My God, the, the, the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or your soul as opposed to the money, as opposed to the status, as opposed to uh, 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 who you are, what you have, and what you do, as opposed to the material or physical things. The, the spirit, the quality of your spirit, 
get this, has to be the number one concern in your life more than how you look. Oh, man. If you look at John, the, uh, the, third, the third letter of John, the second verse in there, that, that, that it's only one chapter, so you don't have to look around for chapters, and it's on your screen right now. It says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects that you may prosper and be in what? Good health, just as your soul prospers. John said it best. He said, I pray that in all respects, that you may prosper and be in good health, that you may have things, but you got to make sure that your spirit is prospering first. You got to make sure your spirit is delivered first. You got to make sure that your spirit is in right relationship first. And then then we're praying that God release the rest of the things into your life. Somebody say, my spirit has to prosper first. My soul, my my, my inner man, this inner being, this inner peace of who I am has to prosper first before I can receive anything else. Too many people walk around here thinking that just because you have a lot of money just because you have a lot of status just because you have a lot of fame just because everybody knows your name just because you can uh you you can pull up to the finest restaurants and pull out a black card that your life is okay but no you gotta understand that if my soul is not in a place where it's in right relationship with god then i'm in trouble if my soul is not in a right place where where i'm honoring god where i'm worshiping god where i'm doing the things that god has calling me, where I'm living a life of purpose, where I'm living a life of understanding, where I'm living a life that's pleasing in his sight, then nothing else in my life matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if you are not in the position or the place where your soul is prospering, where your soul is grabbing the things of God. If Jesus said that I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that means he's constantly feeding your soul, man, so that your soul can live. The Bible says that he is the bread of life. The Bible says that that, that when, when he came, that when he came as the truth, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The light. The, when he comes as that and he continues to feed your spirit, your spirit man now has access to kingdom. Your spirit man now has a kingdom authority. Your spirit man now has the opportunity and the ability to fight against the enemy. He has the ability to evict some things out of yourself. Some things that you, you've been holding on to spiritually. But see, now, now, now if, that, if that's the case, what is the enemy's number one job? To try to keep your spirit down. To try to make sure your spirit is oppressed. To try to make sure your spirit does not realize the authority and the power that your spirit has. So, so the enemy has come in and taken up residence in a place that he's not allowed. He squatted on your property. And now he's saying that I own this. But this morning, somebody declare, I'm going to evict my squatters. I'm going to evict somebody that I might have in, in my old man nature, or I might have in a past time in my life given him authority over. But right now, I'm ready to evict some things out of my life. Anybody ever had a relationship and you got tired of that relationship? You got tired of that person and, and you said, no, you, you, you tried to figure out how you was going to let them down easy. But w- when you try to let them down easy, it seemed like they stayed around. 
It seemed like they wouldn't let go. They wouldn't, they wouldn't walk away. But until you got indignant with them, and, I, and I, I'm, I'm not talking to my super sanctified Christians. I'm talking to those Christians who've had to scream a little bit, them Christians that have had to shout a little bit, them Christians that had to tell somebody that they needed to get up out of here, that you need to go get your stuff and you got to go. Anybody ever had to do that in their life? Anybody ever had to do that in a relationship? And then once you said it in a forceful manner, they got up and left. And they might have tried to call once or twice, but because you kept the same forceful tone, they got the picture. But when you were all nice and gentle, oh, it's, it, it's okay. We, I, I, I need some time to think about it. They sort of hung around and, 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 and stayed there. And they didn't get the picture. They didn't get the, they didn't get the memo that you just don't want them in your life. Because for real, let's be honest about it. A lot of those people that we've talked to in the soft manner are the ones that we may not have wanted. We knew that they were negative for our life, but we wanted to keep them around just for personal gratification. Yeah, so, 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 so now if your spirit man is telling you that it's time to get rid of the enemy of your soul, that means you're going to have to do it forcefully because he doesn't want to leave. He wants to keep you bound. He wants to keep you oppressed. He wants you to, to think that you love God, but really enjoy what he does for you. That, that's the enemy that, 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 that we have in our life. That when he says he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, that means he's trying to devour your spirit. Somebody say, I'm not letting it happen no more. But, but see, now, if, if, if we get an understanding and the mindset of that we have to evict some things spiritually, evict some things emotionally, evict some things mentally, and then we allow God to work and allow God to have his way. We talked about this scripture last week that when, uh, when a spirit is cast out, he generally goes around wondering and he'll try to come back with seven more deadly than him. But when you filled your house up with what it's supposed to be filled up with, he has no room to come back in. So now I need you to grab hold of this. If you open up your Bibles to Galatians, the fifth chapter, Galatians, the fifth chapter, looking at the 16th through the 18th verse. I love this scripture. I remember I memorized this scripture very early on in ministry and, and in my relationship with God. But it simply says this. But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. I'm going to park right there for somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too long we have walked with our flesh. We have allowed our flesh to lead God and direct us. We've allowed our flesh to, to, to have the forefront of our life. We've allowed the lust of our eyes, the, 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 the pride of life. We've allowed those things that, that cater to our flesh to have dominion and authority over this. But it's in direct contradiction to what the word of God says. Because if the word of God says this, but I say to you, walk by the spirit, by what by by what the spirit is revealing to you when you're in right relationship with God, when you're when, when you're 
sinner is connected with heaven. When your sinner is connected vertically with the, with the things of God, the, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the word of God, the power of God. When your sinner is connected, it's like a pole that reaches from you to heaven and it directs your spirit where to go and where to be and how to speak and how to operate and what to pray for and what to declare over your life. When your spirit is in vertical connection, then your arms can be horizontally open to hear what God said and receive what God said. It, it, it makes that sign. As you can see on my shirt, when Jesus was on the cross, his arms were stretched wide. He was vertical with the Father. He was doing the Father's will. He was not doing his own will. The Spirit allowed him to be vertical so that he could be horizontal, so that he can give out his life for those who died, so that he can receive you in. And see, if when you get vertical with the Spirit of God, then you can open up your arms and say, God, I'm here. God, I surrender. God, I'm standing. God, I promise that I'll love you, God. God, I promise that I'll be your son. I promise that I'll be your daughter. God, I promise that I'm standing here with arms open wide. God, I'm promising that you are my grace and my peace and my joy. God, I'm promising that I'm ready to get rid of. See, when you open up like this, you're ready to surrender and get rid of all those things that have been inside of you. You're opening yourself up to say, God, use me. God, come into my life I, because I'm vertical with you now. And now I'm giving you my horizontal. I'm giving you everything around me. I'm giving you everything that I try to control because, see, when I control it, I try to be like this. But when I open up my hands, when I open up my heart, when I open up my mind and I say, God, um, you're my joy, you're my peace, you're my father, you're my storm, you're my, my, you're my peace in the middle of my storm, you're my joy when I'm in pain, you're my hope when I'm going through despair. God, when I open up my arms like this, I receive you into my life. So God, come into my life. God, come into my mind. Come into my spirit so that I do not walk by the flesh, but I walk by the spirit. It says, for what? For, uh, but I say to you, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For what? For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit. Yeah, your fleshly man doesn't want anything to do with that spirit man that's connected to God. That's why the Bible said that when you were made new, you had the old man had to die and be reborn because your flesh is in direct opposition to the will of God, to the purpose of God, to the grace of God. Your flesh is in direct opposition to the power of God. Why? Because when we were born into sin and shaped into iniquity, what was shaped? Our flesh was shaped around this spirit man, this spirit man that came from the father. But when it came into the earth because of the sin of one, it came into sin. So now we were born into sin and shaped into iniquity. But God said, I sent my son Jesus that died for you. I sent my son Jesus that gave you the ability to be reborn in my image and in my likeness. I reconnected you with my will, with my purpose, and with my plan because now I got to let you know that that spirit on the inside of you is stronger than any nature on the outside of you. That spirit on the inside of you will war against the flesh to keep you in right relationship with me. And see, for they, the, the scripture says, for these are in opposition to one another. This It's like your flesh is on this side and it's looking like Roy Jones and your spirit is 
is on this side looking like Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, that's my plug. That's that's my little plug for the fight coming up. But but they're sitting there and they're ready to war. Two powerful entities. But one says, "Look at my track record." See see one says, "I I I, I did so much." But the other one says, "You see the power that I possess." And when you're talking about your spirit, I don't ever want to put my flesh up against God's spirit. All oh, somebody need to hear that real quick. You gotta stop thinking that you can prosper and succeed when you put your flesh up against God's spirit because God is undefeated. God is unbeaten. God is the universal champion. God said that you even when I died that I got about the grave. You didn't cause me to die. I freely gave myself up and if I freely gave myself up I can get back up. See you know in boxing you got a 10 count. Do you realize that our savior didn't even get past three? He went into the grave on one day and came out three days. The enemy was like, oh, I got him knocked down. Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to right now. But the enemy said, I got him knocked down. I got him ready to go out. I've knocked him out. I've I I crucified him to a cross that he should not be able to get off of. Then I buried him behind a tomb that he should not be able to open. But how many people can declare that on Sunday morning or the the beginning of the week that my God said, nah, let me show you the power of my spirit. Oh, somebody missed that. Let me show you the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Let me show you how it works and how it operates, how it can cause an earthquake to shatter everything that you thought was going on in your life. Can I tell you that there was a Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you that if you submit yourself and your will and your purpose to his spirit that everything in your life has to fall subject to the word of God, to his plan, to his action. That if you stop allowing your flesh to do what it wants to do, that the spirit can take over and begin to direct you and lead you in the way that God has called you to. And it says, for the spirit is against the flesh, for they are in opposition to one another. Why? So that you may not do the things that you please. That you may not do the things that you please. That that I know it feels good. I, I, I know the sin feels good. I know the actions feel good. I know all the other things feel good, but... But how many people know that 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 yet just because it feel good doesn't mean that it is good. When I eat cheesecake and when I eat chocolate cake and lemon pound cake, it tastes good. But how many people know that that the more I eat, the more weight you gain? How many people love some ribs and some and, and some barbecue chicken and some things that that you're not supposed to eat? The doctor told you you had diabetes. The doctor told you you had high blood pressure and your flesh kept saying, well, I can't live with this. But the spirit of God said, if you just put it down and abide in me, I can restore your mind. I can restore your body. I can take you back and I I can deliver you from this, but you got to be willing to put the fleshly desires down. Yeah, he said, but if you are led by the spirit, get this, you are not under the law. People have always used this, this text to say that I don't live under the law. No, you're right, because if you operate in the spirit, you're not under the law, you're a part of the law. Oh, what did I just say to somebody right there? Yeah, if you're 
operating according to the will of God, with God dwelling on the inside of you, with Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding you, you are no longer under the law, but you have become a part of the law. Why? Because Jesus said what? I did not come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill the law. So Jesus is the law for us. He was the sacrifice for his own law. He was the sacrifice for what what he asked us to do. So when we become part of him, we become a part of what he asked us to do. Oh, somebody missed that right there. So it's some things you got to evict out of your life so that you do not live under the law, but now you become a part of the law. Somebody say, I'm a part of the law. I'm a part of the law. I'm, 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 I'm not this, this person or this thing that, that has no relationship. Because I'm a part of the law, that means I can direct and I can be led by what the law mandates. What does the law mandate? That I'm a kingdom citizen. The law mandates that I'm above and not beneath. The law mandates that I shall live and not die. The law mandates that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The law mandates that I'm above and not beneath. The law mandates that I'll be the lender and not the borrower. The law mandates that I speak those things that are not as though they were. The law mandates that by his stripes I am healed. The law mandates these things. And if somebody can understand that when you allow the spirit of God to lead and direct your path, that when you become part of the law that the windows of heaven shall open up and there shall not be room enough to receive what God is ready to do in your life. Somebody say, I'm declared, I'm ready to be a part of the law. I'm ready to be a part of the law of, of what God has called me into. See, why do we need, get this, to evict some things spiritually? Yeah, I need you to get this. When we look at 2 Timothy, the first chapter in the seventh verse, 2 Timothy, the first chapter in the seventh verse, we got to realize and, and, and believe what God is saying to us. 2 Timothy, the first chapter in the seventh verse says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. See, fear is probably one of the most, the, the, the biggest spirits that we've allowed control over our life. Fear of uncertainty, fear of what's going to happen, fear, I told you last week, Fear of success, fear of failure, fear of, uh, 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 of all these things and these entities in our life. But the Bible said God has not given us a spirit of fear. What do I mean by spirit of fear? If our last scripture and our last text told us to what? That, that we allow, that, that we should not walk in the flesh, but we should walk by the spirit. That means the spirit has control. But if you allow the spirit of fear to have control over your life, just imagine what that fear has done or what that fear may be doing right now in your life. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. I'm not telling you that you will never be fearful of anything. But when you operate, when you, when you walk in fear, you can't walk in faith. And when you walk in fear, you can't walk in love. 
When you walk in fear, you can't walk in grace. When you walk in fear, you can't walk in mercy. See, when, when you walk by the spirit of fear, you, 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 you negate or you, 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 you evict the spirit of God's love. Why? Because what does, Bob, what does the Bible say about love? Love has no record. Love, lo- love does not hold on to fear. Love does not hold on to anger. Love is not boastful. Love is not thing. But when you walk in fear by the spirit of fear, you will not know what love looks like in your life. You will think you, you will think adverse about everything that comes to your life. You'll think adverse about the church because you're fearful because you've gone through spiritual hurt at a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that's why so many people have not gone back into the church. Because they've dealt with, they're operating and living under a spirit of fear. So now they don't believe that there's a church out there for them. They don't believe that there's a ministry out there that can love them. They don't believe that there's there's somebody out there that God has called them to because of what they've already experienced. But now because that spirit of fear has begun to operate and lead their life, they will never see the breakthrough. They will be oppressed from what God has called them to. They will be oppressed because they think they can have a form of religion without getting under sound doctrine, without being under love, without being under care, without being under mercy. They think that they can live a a, a family life with a bastard status. They think that that it's okay to separate themselves. But the enemy does what? If, If you've ever seen a predator, a predator never attacks the pack. A predator, a lion, a tiger, a a bear, they don't attack a pack of animals. They look for the weak one that says they're attached, but they're over here. That has gone out and grazed by themselves, that have moved away from the rest of the flock. He goes over there, and that's the one they set their targets on. Or they set their targets on the one that looks like it's hurt. But if they're in a pack, but if you've ever seen a pack of animals that may not be as strong as a tiger, may not be as strong as a lion, may not be as strong as a hyena, but if they're in a pack, there's power in that pack. That's why God called us into right relationship with one another. That's why the Bible says, do not forget the the assembly, do not forsake the assembly of the saints, because there's power in the pack. There's power in prayer. There's power in worship. There's power in intercession. And if you want to get spiritually free and and get delivered from some things spiritually, you need others that can lay hands on you. You need others that can intercede on behalf for you. You need others that God has called into your life to begin to speak to you. Stop holding on to all the pain and anger by yourself because what you're doing is separating yourself from more attacks from the enemy. So now you you got to evict some things spiritually. There, there, there's a spirit out here that, that as you can see that I listed that, that I need you to really grab hold of. And this is, the, this is where we're going to park at for today because we're going to deal with this spirit, the marine spirits. 
the spirits of the water. If you open up your Bible, see, I, I, I know some of y'all are like, oh my gosh, where is Pastor going at this morning? But I need you to understand that there are all types of spirits that are, uh, that are assigned to attack you. There are witch spirits, warlock spirits, there are demon spirits, there are imps, but there is a spirit uh, that, that, that lives Ah, in the recesses of the water, we call it the marine spirits. And if you open up your Bible to Psalm 74, Psalm 74, if you open up your Bible to Psalm 74, I want you to see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, don't think pastor's gone overboard and jumped off the anchor this morning, but I need you to, to, to hear this because I believe that we're in spiritual warfare and we're going through this spiritual realm right now. And if we don't grab hold of what God is saying to us, that I believe that we're missing the mark of what God has called us into. And the Bible says this. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. And it says this It's not going to pop up on the screen this morning. It said because God revealed this to me this morning. It said, yet God is my king from of old who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. Uh, I'm going to read that again. It says, yet God is my king from of old, who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. Verse number 13 said, you divided the seas by your strength. But get this, you broke the heads of the sea monsters in the water. You crushed the head of Leviathans. Yeah. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. Verse number 15, I'm going to read this. You broke open springs of torrents. You dried up every flowing stream. Yours is the day. Yours also is the night. You have prepared the light and the sun. And you have established all the boundaries of the earth you have made summer and winter remember this O lord that the enemy has reviled and a foolish people have spurned your name yeah this marine spirit that 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 we're going to deal with for this week and next week as long as god deals me deals with me about it this marine spirit that there are ranks and files that that this has control over certain areas this leviathan spirit that's that 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 that, that is designed to to crush some things in you that is designed to grab hold of some things in you and i need you to see and understand that god is ready to break you free from some things and ready to Feed these spirits that are holding you and keeping you bound. He's ready to release you from it and release you back into his purpose. Release you back into his plan. Release you back because he said he is the light and the day. He, he created the light and the day, but he needs to pull you away from what's been bind, keeping you bound. These spiritual entities, the spirit of the strong man, he's ready to pull you back from. The spirit of neglect, the spirit of hurt, the spirit of anger, the spirit of, of, of abuse, the spirit of oppression. He's ready to pull you back and take those spirits and feed them to the monsters in the sea, to feed them to the things of the sea. There are 
things that have been floating in your life that God said, I'm ready to set you free from. I'm ready to break you free from. I'm ready to set the captives free from. And if you can grab hold of it, if you can write the eviction notice, if you can declare that by your law, it's time to evict some things, God. By your law, I'm ready to remove some things from my life. By your law, God, I'm ready to begin to operate with what you've called me to do. I'm ready to be set free spiritually. My emotions are new. My my mentality is new. But God, my spirit has to come out. My spirit is ready to be clean. My spirit is ready to be brand new. And I need you to know that it's time to break free. Somebody say, it's time to evict. It's time to evict some things spiritually. Ah, them last two that you see up there, we're going to deal with them next week all alone by themselves. Spirit of lust and the spirit of anger. We're going to deal with them two by next week because they need their own time. But right now, I want to deal with this spirit of fear and this spirit, this marine spirit that so many people do not know how to recognize and see in their life that so many people have lived and operate of it. You can't operate in love and fear. You can't. Because one will consume the other. The Bible says that you cannot serve two masters. Either you'll love the one and hate the other or hate the one and love the other. So my question to you this morning, what are you in love with? What are you? What what, what has been holding you down? What has been keeping you bound? Because at this moment and at this time. I need to know that it's t- need you to know that it's time to break some things spiritually off of you. Hi, Jesus. Hi, if you. Th- th- there's powerful prayers that I need you to know that God has said in his word. That can deliver you. That can break you free, that can evict some things out of your life. One, the the spirit of pride. God, we're asking you right now to break the spirit of pride in your people. The spirit of rebellion. The spirit of lust, God, break it. The spirit of poverty, break it. The spirit of witchcraft, break it. The spirit of idolatry, break it. The spirit of death and destruction off your life, break it. The spirit of failure, the spirit of sickness, the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of fear, the spirit of schizophrenia, break it. Spirit of rejection, break it in the name of Jesus. Here, who needs it this morning? Who needs it this morning? Open up your mouth, God, and declare, God, I'm ready to break the spirit of my life, the spirits that have been holding me down, that is spirits that have been oppressing me. God, I'm ready to break free from it. God, can you, God, break all generational and hereditary spirits operating in our life uh, through curses to be cast out in the name of Jesus. Here's somebody in your generational line. Could have been great grandma, could have been great great grandma, could have been uncle so and so. Made a pact with the devil for the family. 
And he's been operating in your life. He's been operating and holding you bound. That's why the spirit of death seems like it's over top of your family. That's why the spirit of poverty seems like it's over top of your family. Because you were so, the, the spirit of the generations that came after were given over to the enemy. And he's been, he's been running rampant in your life. The spirit of adultery, the spirit of fornication, the spirit of uncleanness, immorality, sexual nature and sexual deviant sexual nature and character. Break it in the name of Jesus. Father, break the spirit of hurt, rejection, fear, anger, wrath, sadness, depression, discouragement, grief, bitterness, and unforgiveness. I command you to come out of every person under the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus. Deliver us from the oppression. Hallelujah. The spirit of confusion, forgetfulness, mind control. Hallelujah. Mental illness, come out. Double-mindedness, come out. Pain, come out. Pride, come out. Your memory recall come out of the mind in the name of Jesus. Father, I break spirits of curses and, and double-mindedness and rejection and rebellion and the root of bitterness to come out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody now dealing with the spirit of guilt. God said, I'm releasing you. I'm trying to set you free, but you have to open up yourself and allow the guilt to come out. Allow, the, allow my spirit to come in. Take my yoke upon you because you've been yoked for so long. Jesus, who am I talking to? You've been yoked for so long with guilt. You've been yoked for so long with shame. You've been yoked spiritually with condemnation. And the Bible said, therefore, is there, therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But you've been walking around, allowing the spirit of condemnation from your past to keep you bound. And God said, I'm calling you out of that. Come out in the name of Jesus. That spirit of pride. Yeah, that spirit of pride is a hard one. That spirit of pride will hold on to you, will make you think that even in ministry, that your pride, that, that, that you got to do this and you got to function this way, that you got to act this way. And God said, I accept, all I needed you to do was submit to me and my will. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to act a certain way. You don't have to respond a certain way. That's pride. And God said, I'm calling you out today. Stubbornness. Ah, yeah. That bull. Stubborn. Stubbornness. Somebody's dealing with the spirit of stubbornness. It's been stubborn. You can't get free from certain things in your life because it's rooted and grounded with the spirit of stubbornness. That's why the addiction won't go away. That's why the hurt won't go away. That's why the pain won't go away. That's why the alcoholism won't go away because you're dealing with the wrong spirit. God said you got to deal with the spirit of stubbornness. Disobedience. Disobedience to his word. Disobedience to his plan, disobedience to his will for your life. 
Keep telling yourself you'll serve God tomorrow and tomorrow becomes next year. Next year becomes five years. And God said, when are you going to stop being disobedient? You keep living in the same cycle and circle, but you are not realizing that I'm calling you. I'm, I'm deal, trying to help you deal with, trying to redeem you, trying to set you free, trying to evict the spirit of rebellion and the spirit of disobedience out of your life. Who's dealing with the spirit of self-will? Selfishness. Self-will is my way, God. It's not going to be, I'm not going to do it, God. It's my way. You've lost everything. You're still saying, God, I'm not going to do it your way. You've lost everybody. You still say, God, I'm not going to do it your way. And the spirit of self-will is the priority in your life. Keeps telling you, what does God know? How can God direct my life? Ah, Jesus, that's who am I dealing with? That spirit of self-will that said, who is God? I made myself. That spirit of self-will saying, I brought myself up. I pulled myself up out of the mess. Who is God and why should I surrender to him? That spirit of selfishness. There are people around you in your own home that have callings and anointings on their life. But because you act like you're the only one that's gifted. That you won't let them operate. You won't let them function. There are people in ministry that, that, that have not allowed those that have dedicated themselves to the ministry to be used. Who am I dealing with? That spirit of arrogance. You're needed. They can't make it without you. They'll never make it without you. That spirit of arrogance that's in the church. That spirit of witchcraft that's operated in the church subtly. That spirit that says if you leave here, you won't be blessed. That spirit that said if you leave here, you'll be cursed. Nothing will prosper. That's not of God. That's the spirit of arrogance and manipulation and witchcraft. I command you to come out right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out right now in the name of Jesus. Who is it? Commanded to come out of you right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, but how can you deliver people over the internet, Pastor Thomas? The Bible says that, that, the, that, the, that the centurion, that the soldier told Jesus, when, when Jesus said, I'll come to your house and heal your servant, the, 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 the centurion said, no, uh, he said, I'm a man of authority, and you are a man of authority. If I say it, my soldiers do it. And he told Jesus. Jesus, who am I dealing with? He told Jesus, he said, if you just speak a word, then my servant will be healed. And Jesus said to him, I have not seen such faith like this man. You can be delivered right now wherever you are. You can be delivered right now wherever you are. 
If you have the faith, he didn't say that you had to believe first. He said, if you have faith that I am who I am. So my, my question to you right now is, what do you have faith in? That spirit of addiction that's been feeding your appetite, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, whether it's obesity and it's feeding the addiction to food, whether it's shopping, whether it's money, whether it's poverty. Some people think it's the spirit of poverty. No, it's the spirit of addiction that's causing you to live in poverty. The addiction. Come out in the name of Jesus. Spirit of witchcraft, sorcery, divination, occultism. Yeah, you've, you've joined secret societies. Yeah, you, it, it seems like it's good. Oh, I'm dealing with somebody, some family right now that's been dealing with and living in secret societies, not just the Illuminati. Yeah, we're talking about from masonry. We're talking about from, uh, from, from, the, from the L-Packs and, and, and the, the lodges and, and all these things that are not of God, that, that, that it may seem good right now on the surface, but when you get to a certain level and they ask you to, to relinquish and, and denounce the word of God that God is true and that you believe into them you have given yourself over to the spirit of occultism yeah I don't don't know who I'm dealing with this morning sorcery witchcraft you've bought into the fact that there are white witches and dark witches who am I dealing with for deliverance today You've bought into the fact that, oh, that is not against God. That's just doing this. The, the, we're from the earth. We're, 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 we're witches and we're warlocks and we're, we're this and that. And we pray to this God and we pray to this thing and we do this thing. And, it's, and, it, and it does not interfere with, oh, Jesus, revelation. Who am I talking to right now? Somebody has told you that you can have a relationship with God and still pray to certain objects. And God said, no, you have given yourself over and now your spirit is, a, is oppressed and now you need to be delivered. I see you praying. Crystals and sacrifices. Your spirit is telling you that it's wrong but you've been sacrificing. Hmm, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come out. Command those spirits to come out right now in the name of Jesus. Anybody that I have that's an intercessor right now, I need you to go into your personal prayer right now. Pray on behalf of somebody. Pray. Pray for their deliverance. Jesus. Somebody right now, your house has been out of order. Hallelujah. I need you to go in each corner of your house, in each room in your house, and begin to pray and cast out spirits that have taken residence in your home. Right now, I need you. Spirits operating in your head, your eyes, your mouth, your tongue, your throat that have caused you. Ah, that, if, that, that, that it seems like you get choked up 
when you worship God. It seems like you get choked up when you pray. It seems like you start convulsing. Yeah, that spirit does not want to come out. He's fighting everything about God that's on the inside of you. And he's fighting you so that you can stop so he can be suppressed again and go back into his residence. I commanded to come out right now. Commanded to come out right now in the name of Jesus. Spirits that's residing in, in your throat. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Here you, you can't hide there no longer. You can't hide in the eyes. You can't hide in the ears. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. It's time to be set free. It's time to be set free. You don't have to live like this anymore. It's time to evict. It's time to let it go. It's time to be who God said you should be. It's time to be what God said you should be. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Come out right now in the name of Jesus. Speaking to that person that's hurt, that's been living hurt. That's been operating under a spirit of hurt. God said it's time to call that spirit what it is and call it to leave right now in the name of Jesus. You have authority, you have power. You have dominion. You have a right to God. You have a right to claim things of God. He said, "Be speak those things that are not as though they were. Speak deliverance into your life. He said, take my yoke upon you for, and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I dare you to connect yourself with the power of God. Connect yourself with his will, with his anointing, with his power. Connect yourself with the will of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare, God, right now that somebody is set free right now. Somebody is set free. Somebody worship God. Lift your hands and worship God. Hallelujah. Worship God. The angels are inhabiting your place right now. The angels are inhabiting the place right now. The angels are inhabiting the atmosphere. They're warring on your behalf against that spirit. Spirit of the strong man, you are broken right now. You are broken right now. You gotta go. Through the power and the anointing of God, you gotta go. You gotta go. The bloodstained banner. Spirit of death, you cannot have them. The blood of the lamb is placed on the doorpost right now. The blood of the lamb that was slain. The blood. The blood, the blood, the blood. A blood block everything that is coming against you right now. The blood. 
change and redirect. Break generational curses, change and redirect right now in the name of Jesus. I blood block. I blood block. I blood block suicidal spirits. I blood block lack spirits. I blood block sexual deviant spirits. I blood block homosexuality spirits. I blood block lesbianism spirits. I blood block it right now in the name of Jesus. Murder spirits, lying spirits, stealing spirits, angry spirits. I blood block you right now in the name of Jesus. Spiritual authority is taken right now. Every soul, every place that the sole of our feet tread upon. Take authority right now. In Jesus' name. You don't know Jesus. Today is the time. The Bible said tomorrow is not promised. Jesus said, Lo, I stand at the doorway and knock, and if any man come and open up the door, I will come in and sup with you. I will get personal with you. I'll set you free. I'll deliver you. Hallelujah. Shake the foundations in which we stand on. Shake the foundations if it's not of you, God. Shake the foundations if it's not according to your will, according to your purpose. Shake the foundations. The Bible says, for if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, then you shall be saved. person that backslid God said return to me that person that's needing healing God said take my bread for healing is the children's bread that person in a seed right now for somebody on their behalf but God is an awesome God he's a mighty God It is in Jesus' name that I pray. The name that the Bible says is a strong tower. The righteous run into it in our saint. Jesus. Jesus. Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody lift up your hands and just give God a wave offering. Jesus. Jesus. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if you know it, but you've been set free today. You've been set free. But before we close out our broadcast, it is first Sunday. That means it's communion Sunday. I'm not going to make it long. The Bible says in Luke, hallelujah, the 22nd chapter, Looking at the 13th verse, for correction of the 14th verse. The Bible says this, when the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnest desires to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you that I shall never eat again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God.
The Bible says that when he had taken the cup and he gave thanks, he said, take this and share it amongst yourselves. For I say to you that I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And the Bible says that when he had taken some bread, that he gave thanks. But even before that, we know this is, we do this as unto remembrance of God. But we don't want you to eat or drink until damnation. And even after all of the service that we just did, the, the offerings that I gave you, someone may not be in right standings with God. You have not asked God to forgive you of your sins. So I want you to take about 10 seconds right now just to ask God to forgive you, forgive you of your sins. We don't want to eat or drink until damnation. Bible says once again they take some bread and he gave thanks and the Bible says he broke it and he said to them this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me as we prayfully eat and on that night the Bible said in the same manner he took the cup after they had eaten saying this is the cup which is poured out for you this is the new covenant in my blood what is the new covenant that he's a God of grace he's a God of mercy he's a God of salvation that he is fulfilling the law but also that we become part of the law said he blessed the cup and they drank. The Bible said on that night that they did not have a benediction. They sung hum, they sung hymns. They went out into the garden and sung hymns. So we won't have a benediction today. I love you with the love of God and I'll leave you with Live on purpose, live for purpose. But most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Also, I didn't do this. I'd be witness if my staff would give me. But if you would like to sow into every Christian we would love for you to sow. At the bottom of your screen right now, there are ways to give at liberty. Give by uh, a cash app that is, we have a new cash app, and I told you this last week. It's Liberty Church MD. You can also go to our website, lccimd.org backslash give, or you can give through our text giving. The Bible said that God loves a cheerful giver. We don't want you to give it out of, uh, out of resentment. Cheerful as you give to God, knowing that you're sowing into fertile ground. And the Bible says, That shall a man, that, that a man soweth, that shall he do. What are you looking for, God, to do in your life? It's not just about the monetary value, it's about the obedience, it's about the, 
the opportunity to give. I never knew this ever. But I'm gonna ask 50 people that have watched this today to sow a seed of ten dollars. To sow a seed of ten dollars. Fifty people. You can sow two. Whatever liberty can do for you, let us know. You can reach us on our website, lccimv.org. We can be a blessing to help in this pandemic. I know that you just watched unemployment being cut. We know that jobs have to call people back. We know that there's so much going on in this place for locking down and shutting back down. Trust God that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Trust God that every need is met. Trust God that every provision is met. We trust God that your health is met. We trust God that even as we've lost loved ones, we trust God that His will is still being declared in earth. We trust God. You trust God. Trust God. We love to partner with you. We love to become a part of your family. We love to become a part of your home and have you become a part of our family. I love you with the love of God. Be blessed. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a blessed week. In the same heart that we came in to hear the word, let us go out into the world and serve. It is in Jesus' name I thank you. Amen. Be blessed.